1: There, Buffalo Bills fans. Welcome back to Believe, a Buffalo Bills fan podcast here on BuffaloRumblings.com and everywhere else you go to find your fine podcast. My name is John Boccasino, the longtime host of this podcast, being joined, of course, by my co-host Jamie D'Amico. We are bringing you Buffalo Bills talk week in and week out. And uh, this week, the Buffalo Bills already with the AFC East clinched. We talked about that extensively on our last podcasting episode thanks to the demolition in denver the bills wrapped up the afc east for the first time since 1995 with the 48 to 19 trouncing of the broncos in week 15 the bills turned their attentions towards a house of horrors in week 16 the new england patriots and a visit to foxborough but this time bills fans rest easy jamie and i are going to break down all the reasons you should feel confident about the Buffalo Bills' ability to sweep the season series from the Patriots. Jamie, do you know the last time the Bills swept uh, New England, swept the season series?
2: 1997.
1: Oh, buddy, I'm sorry. That is incorrect. Oh. You were close. 1999 was the oh, last time okay. the Bills took both of the games from the Patriots. Actually, the Bills uh, are the team that has gone the longest between sweeping the season series with New England. The Jets and Dolphins both did it in the 2000 series. And that was also the last time that anybody from the AFC has swept the Patriots. The AFC East has swept their season series with New England. I say it's about time for Buffalo to check off one more of those boxes and get a win in a place that really has been a house of horrors since Bill Belichick took over.
2: That sounds good to me. And what better way to potentially lock up the number two seed than by beating your longtime nemesis, the New England Patriots? It's gotta happen, right? This is this is the week for it. This is the season for it. Things are lining up so well for the Buffalo Bills this season. It just feels like if it's ever going to happen, this is the season to do it. But now, wait a minute, the Bills are only beat the Patriots by a field goal in their first meeting. So this is not going to be a walk in the park. This is not going to be the Bills-Broncos game repeated. This is going to be a team that is going to take the Bills into the second half competing in this game because... That's just what the Patriots do. They're a pain in the ass.
1: <laughs> they, you know, that's a great way to put it. They are your your prototypical PETA of the football world, a pain in the ass that keeps coming back time and time again. You think you've vanquished them, and then their Rasputin type head coach, Bill Belichick, brings them back from the dead. This year, I think Jamie is a little bit different because this is just definitely a depleted Patriots team. I feel like you know, with all the off season uh, COVID. Uh, opt-outs that the Patriots went through uh, with the, the just the lack of receiving weapons. And and Cam Newton has clearly lost a step. You know, he definitely kept the Patriots in that first matchup at Bill Stadium, a 24 to 21 victory for the Bills in week eight. And that game, Jamie, I don't know, to me, the Patriots hung around because they were able to really run the ball at will uh, with Damian Harris and Rex Burkhead and the rest of the Patriots' backs. I think the Bills defense has gotten worlds better since that week eight showdown. And I think Cam Newton has taken uh, he's majorly regressed uh, with his progress. Remember that time when the Patriots got off to a decent start this year and people were saying, oh, look at that. Bill Belichick did it again. He scooped up uh, somebody from the garbage pile in Cam Newton and uh, and really you know, has resurrected his career. Well, those days are pretty far gone because Cam Newton has been a shell of himself. He's still quite good uh, when it comes to scrambling out of the quarterback position, but I don't think uh, he is anywhere near the threat with his arm uh, that he was even a couple of years ago. So I think, Jamie, to me, this matchup is going to be fascinating to see just how much progress the Bills defense has made in stopping the ground game and also how much progress the ground game has made in attacking the Patriots, because the last time these two teams met, Buffalo's running game did a very good job um against the Patriots. So I would look to see for more of the same uh in this week sixteen showdown.
2: That first game this season against the Patriots seemed like it went by faster than any other game in recent memory because of the way both teams were running the ball, it kept that clock running. It seemed like the game finished in fewer than three hours. And I was like, "Wow! I got back an extra half hour of my Sunday. This is fantastic." But yeah, well, you're you're right,
1: Jamie. And I just want to mention real quick the the ground stats out there. So we mentioned, and this really, you know, remember remember Bills fans how much the Buffalo Bills struggled to establish the run leading up until this game, and then the Bills had won you know five of their first um, seven games. Uh, they lost a two to the Titans and the Chiefs, but the ground game had really been lacking. And then this showdown with the Patriots, Devin Singletary averaged six yards a carry. He had 14 rushes for 86 yards. Rookie Zach Moss kind of had his coming out party with 81 rushing yards and two scores on 14 carries. He averaged 5.8 yards a pop. So the Bills definitely showed they could run the ball at will against New England. And as much as Bills fans want to see uh, Josh Allen air it out, he's only 360 yards away from breaking Drew Bledsoe's single-season franchise record for passing yards. I think this is a great matchup yet again for the Buffalo Bills and their rebuilt offensive line to really attack the Patriots at the point of attack, the line of scrimmage, and assert themselves with the ground game. And I would not complain at all if this game came in uh, under three hours because time of possession was controlled by the Bills and their ground and pound attack.
2: And keep in mind that the reason the Buffalo Bills did that in the first meeting against the Patriots is that – the Patriots spent the majority of that game with six defensive backs on the field. So they were in dime coverage, playing with smaller bodies on defense, on the field, due to the injuries they had at linebacker. So they were just trying to get their best best athletes on the field, regardless of position. And that really opened up the running for the Bills. Now, is that going to be the case again this week? Well, if you look at the Patriots defense, well, if you look at their entire team, they've made a mockery of the NFL injury reporting system by reporting 20 players is questionable. <sighs> because apparently all 20 of them missed practice this week. Missed practice. Um They were obviously giving players a breather because they have an extra day to prepare for this game because it's being played on a Monday. But who's going to be in and who's going to be out? The majority of the players are going to be there. And yes... The the Patriots have some players that are on IR, but I think that you're probably going to see a healthier Patriots team playing in a more traditional set. So you probably see a little bit more balance than maybe we did the last time. You're going to see a little bit more passing. And that's something else that I wanted to address is passing from the Patriots side. Going back to Cam Newton, as you said, He has not been the same since he missed time due to COVID. In fact, it's almost been the tale of two seasons. And the Bills game, of course, Cam Newton put the ball on the carpet, and that's why the Buffalo Bills won. Thank you for the gift, Cam, because at that point, it looked like they were going to score. However, look at the players that Cam Newton has been throwing the ball to. Starting, they have Jacoby Myers, Demir Bird, and Nikhil Harry. Julian Edelman is on IR. That's just not a scary trio of receivers that they're putting out there. And the Patriots through the years have, they have depended very heavily on their tight end. Well, their, their starting tight end is Dalton Keene, who is not a player who, well, he's going to be starting. He's not a player that scares anybody. Jordan Thomas is out because he is in COVID protocol. He's a good athlete, but, you know, again, This isn't Rob Gronkowski they had out there when he was healthy. So this Patriots team, if they can stop the run and the Bills are doing a much better job of playing run defense these days, they could really take a number of points off the board for the Patriots compared to what the Pats scored last time.
1: Yeah, I really think, Jamie, the Patriots are going to have a hard time scoring on Buffalo's defense. And you're right, it all starts with Cam Newton, who is really – proven to be an ineffective quarterback this year for new england Uh, he's got five touchdowns compared to 10 interceptions which are just it's a horrible ratio it's a horrible horribly low total for touchdown passes i mean five touchdown passes in 14 games i mean that's that's 1940s style football where you know (laughs) you're he's setting the whole game back you know more than 70 years it feels like with this you almost expect to see bill belichick who uh, is a big fan of the armed forces and you know the that that style you could almost expect to see like a a wing formation or a you know eye formation or a double you know the double wishbone where the patriots are trying to run the ball down your throat and um yeah, you know, Sony Michel averaged 7.4 yards a carry uh, in, in New England's game. He is he's a very good running back. But again, I feel like Buffalo has the upper hand when it comes to slowing down the Patriots ground game, um, because and, and from all I'm reading, Jamie, you talked about the injuries. And yeah, New England has 20 players on the list. This is reminiscent of um of last week where the Patriots had 14 players listed as questionable and 12 of those 14 played in the loss to the Dolphins. I wouldn't be surprised if many of these names on this list, including running back Damian Harris um, and a couple of the offensive linemen on here. Shaq Mason is listed with an injury uh, to a calf. Justin Heron has an ankle injury. There's a bunch of the offensive linemen. David Andrews has a calf injury. I would not Bet out many of these questionable players suiting up because Bill Belichick likes to do that chess match and they're and all playing. Be interesting. Oh, yeah, come on. They're, they're I mean, all you, playing. There's, there's no doubt, especially. But here's the thing, Jamie, that I want to get to. And this is foreign territory for Bill's fans for once in our lifetimes for once. The Bills are playing a game in Foxborough where the Patriots are the team that has nothing to play for because they've been eliminated from the playoffs for the first time since 2008. So it's going to be fun to have that role reversal, knowing that all, you know, Bill Belichick would love nothing more than to trip up the Bills in route to getting that number two seat in the AFC. But I just don't see it happening. The Bills roster top to bottom is just head and shoulders above what new England's is. And that goes to every possible skill position uh, out there, including the secondary where, you know, there was a lot of controversy last year when, um, when Stefan Gilmore won the defensive player of the year award. And and you had a legitimate gripe that Trey white uh, should have won that award this year. Stefan Gilmore just looks like a shell of that player from last year. Now, granted um, Buffalo uh, new England's JC Jackson is having a phenomenal season in secondary. He's got eight interceptions. He is really a ball hawking cornerback. I just think that the Bills can do whatever they want to do against the Patriots. And how long has it been since we've been able to say that?
2: It's been a long damn time. It's been almost a full generation, right? As you said, 1999 was the last time the Bills swept him. Um, so looking at where the Patriots are at this point in the season with nothing to play for, I'm wondering about something. One of the things I'm wondering is, do they try to get Jared Stidham some reps? Uh, Yes, I I think it would probably be a good idea if you're the Patriots, but I don't know what that actually gets you except for uh, exposing the league to a guy who maybe you don't want film out there on him. But look at former Patriots coaches who go on to their own head coaching gigs a lot of them try to do the Bill Belichick style of my way or the highway, not having any sentimentality, you know, really, like you said, a little bit on the militaristic side. Matt Patricia went into Detroit with that style. His players hated him. He got himself fired. It, it happens all the time. Pa- Patriots coaches do not become good head coaches unless you're talking about Brian Flores in Miami, who's doing a tremendous job there. But I have to wonder, Bill Belichick, his his shtick works with his team when his team is winning, but the team's not winning this year. Do you think that we're at a point in the season where he's grading on his players, his players have had enough of him, and they're just ready to pack it in for the end of the season?
1: You know that's an interesting uh, question, Jamie. Because, and I think a lot of people have wondered what's going to happen. You know, when when teams are out of contention, how much are they going to give in to the COVID concerns and the safety and well being, knowing that there's nothing to play for and they're only putting their bodies on the line for pride versus winning. I think Bill Belichick will still find a way to motivate the guys and get new England fired up. And especially knowing that it's Monday night football. Even you saw it happen this past Monday where the Pittsburgh Steelers, the formerly 11 and zero Pittsburgh Steelers dropped a game to the two win Bengals on Monday night football, because the, the Bengals came out fired up to make a statement. I don't think the Patriots know how to phone things in under bill Belichick. But I feel like the talent gap is so wide between these two teams that he could give the penultimate win one for the Gipper speech. And Buffalo is still going to have more of an edge when it comes to dominating this matchup on Monday Night Football. So consider me one of those people that's not as worried about the rah-rah um, effect of Bill Belichick. I just I don't see the Patriots phoning this one in. They're too much of a, a proud team having made the playoffs each of the last 11 seasons. But you know what? It, it should not matter. The Bills should dominate this matchup. This is such a watershed game for Josh Allen. I'm saying that knowing that Buffalo has the division wrapped up. His second worst game of the season came during that week, Eight victory. Now, granted, it was blustery. It was windy. It was a bad day at the stadium. But that was the only time this year where Josh Allen had more interceptions. One, than touchdown passes zero. He only passed for 154 yards, the second Lotus total of the 2020 season. Bill Belichick has really been inside of Josh Allen and Brian Dable's head so far during the, his, his, his brief career in the NFL. I really want to see if Brian Dable can continue that genius play calling we saw against the Denver Broncos and the Pittsburgh Steelers in the second half and San Francisco to foil Bill Belichick because you know that there's still something about facing a Bill Belichick defense that gives Josh Allen some struggles. What do you think about this matchup of Josh versus the Patriots defense and whether, again, Stephon Gilmore has been limited, J.C. Jackson is playing like a beast, But I still feel like this is a really interesting moment to see what Josh Allen will do because, and again, I know I'm saying I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth. I'm concerned about Bill Belichick playing head games and limiting what Josh Allen can do. But I feel like maybe this is a game where they rely more on the running attack and then Josh will pick him apart when he needs to.
2: Well, we know what we're going to get from the defense. Bill Belichick is going to draw up a blitzing scheme that is going to have Josh Allen seeing ghosts. He does it every time. He sends the house, but then he drops players into coverage unexpectedly. And Josh Allen ends up, anytime he's playing against the Patriots, he ends up leaving the pocket early because he's not comfortable. And really... It's Belichick who has created, in many ways, the blueprint for making Josh Allen uncomfortable. Other teams have tried to do it, and they have had less success. I look at the Broncos specifically because they are a a heavily blitzing team, and Vic Fangio, their head coach, is tremendous at dialing up pressure on quarterbacks. I think you have a Josh Allen right now who is playing with more confidence and more poise than we've ever seen him. I think that he is ready to take on this Goliath here and perhaps tame it a bit because I I don't think we've ever seen Allen play better. Even when he's not sharp these days, he's still not bad. You know, he hasn't had one of his like even even last week against the Broncos, he was uh, he threw for seventy percent over three hundred yards once again, and he wasn't and he wasn't great, he he wasn't great yet he still is able to with precision. Pick a team apart that is lacking when it comes to defensive backs. And let's be honest, that game against the Broncos, it just was not a fair fight. They were without seven or five of their top seven defensive backs against those Bills' receivers. Just unfair. The Patriots are better than that, they have good safety play. They have uh, Devin McCordy, Kyle Duggar is a rookie who the Bills really liked going into the draft. Um, JC Jackson is outstanding. So you're going to see some good coverage downfield. But I just think that Josh Allen is seeing the field better than he ever has in his career. And I think that while he will be uncomfortable, and we will see him leave the pocket early a few times... He's going to have it under control.
1: I like the way uh, the cut of your jib there, Jamie, when it comes to breaking down, uh, <laughs> <laughs> to bring back a phrase from the 1950s, since we're doing all these throwback references here on the podcast. Um, I, you know, Josh has never played better football in his entire life and the NFL in particular than he has the second this year in particular. I mean, he's guiding an offense at scoring. You know, the Bills have scored something like. 24 or more points in 11 of the 14 games this year, given the fact that they scored 24 points nine times in Allen's first two seasons. It's been a major turnaround. Josh is taking the league by storm and I agree he should be set up for success. I just, I, I, I never count out bill Belichick because he's shown ways to incredibly uh, so much more with so much less. And just to clarify something I said earlier, Gilmore is not going to play uh, in this game on on Monday night so he will not be there he also missed the week eight matchup uh, which I give the Patriots credit in that one because Cole Beasley John Brown and Gabe Davis were non-factors in that matchup while Stephon Diggs had 92 receiving yards on I think six catches he was kind of the the hawk that uh, Josh Allen went to time and time again when he needed uh, to find a completion I'm looking forward to seeing how Josh continues his progress against new England. Um, But I do feel like this is going to be, even though the bills bread and butter is the aerial attack. I have no problems whatsoever. If Dable dials up a run heavy attack, because um, the dolphins torched my uh, new England last week for 250 yards rushing and their backs are far less talented than Singletary and Zach Moss. So I would really expect there to be a heavy dose of, of the ground game, while Buffalo is still going to stay true to their aerial attack and being a pass first team, I feel like will Bill Belichick come out and modify his game plan from what he did in week eight when he played with those six defensive backs, like you mentioned, if he does that, I want to see Brian Dable and Josh Allen call audibles and, and challenge. Bill Belichick, because this has been the thing that Buffalo has been lacking during the 17 year playoff drought. And during Bill Belichick's tenure as head coach, they have been lacking the tools to really go toe to toe with this coaching genius. And it would be, it would be so delightful for me if on Monday night football, the bills see what Brian, uh, bill Belichick brings out and they just have everything in the arsenal to counter it. He wants to stop the run and they go after him with passing deep downfield and they throw for 400 yards. He wants to come with six corners. Moss and Singletary go for 200 yards between the two of them, and that way it would almost be the ultimate laugher in Bill Belichick's face, saying, "Haha, ha, Buffalo is better than you. Eat it, and it's going to be this way for years to come."
2: I love your perspective on that. That that's isn't that what we all want? I had said a long time ago that I will not be convinced that the Bills can beat the Patriots unless they can beat them in two out of any given three games. That That's what it's going to take. Is this it? God, I hope it is. Because we're looking at a Bills team that's flying high right now, playing their best football of the season. Let's see what the defense can do. It's To me, that's what it's going to come down to. We know the Bills are not going to put up quite as many points as they have because Belichick is going to create a defensive plan that's going to reduce the Bills' scoring a little bit. But the Bills' defense, they've been looking good. Let's show that they are what we think they are at this point, which is at this point in the season, they're playing like a top 10 defense. Are they going to get back the magic that they had last year? Are they going to turn it on right here at the end of the season? I think that I think they're ready for it. But it's not going to be a walk in the park. It never is against the Patriots. And um oh, boy, if Belichick goes for the rah-rah speech, like you mentioned earlier, do you think it would be more or less enthusiasm from him than that which would be represented by a doorknob? Well, yeah, I would say they I mean, if
1: judging by his uh, his atrocious personality in those subway commercials, I which I'm, I'm so tired of seeing on the on the TV, I would say that a doorknob might have more personality and might be just as inspiring, given the fact that, again, these patriots have nothing to play for but the off season and uh, looking forward to watching and and, and driving by that awesome Buffalo bills have the best fans in the NFL billboard located on route one heading towards Foxborough. How great is that by the way, that this is the week where there's been so many bills fans who live in New England, taking pictures outside of that billboard and, really backing up the boast that Buffalo has the number one fans in the league. It's the boxes are all getting checked off. Everything's coming full circle. And Jamie, I feel like, I don't know, maybe I'm overconfident and maybe it's, I should, I should be a little bit more guarded. But I think one of the reasons I'm so optimistic about this game on Monday is who Buffalo has running the show. Sean McDermott is not going to let these guys get fat and try to coast their way through and take anybody for granted. Bills teams of the past might have had that problem. I don't think these guys are going to have any troubles getting amped up to go to Foxborough for Monday night to make another big statement win and get that season sweep of New England and fight for that number two seed in the AFC. So I'm looking forward to it. I think that the defense is going to be swarming. I think especially if the Bills can clamp down, the one area Cam has been effective this year has been his ability to hit Jacoby Myers and the tight ends over the middle of the field. Um, his passer rating is almost a hundred, uh, when you're talking about throws of 20 plus yards down the middle of the field, when it goes to the outside, um, his rating decreases and plummets extremely because his arm is a shell of what it was from Carolina. So I think that with the bills linebackers playing better with Tremaine Edmonds, Matt Milano and AJ Klein really stepping up. And of course, with should have been pro bowler Jordan Poyer and Micah Hyde manning the safety spots. I just don't know where cam's going to find his success because the bills defense should be geared up to take away the middle of the field and limit what cam can do over the middle. Because again, you, you want him to throw outside to the numbers where his arm strength is just is nowhere near what it used to be.
2: That's, I'm glad you brought that up because those are very interesting statistics. And there's ways of mitigating the middle of the field. You know, start in a too deep zone and then drop one of the safeties a little lower to sort of be a robber on those crossing routes. You can play your linebackers a little bit closer to the hash marks as they're dropping into coverage. Uh, There's you know, you can crowd the middle of the field and it's almost easier to do than to defend the sidelines with a big armed quarterback like a Josh Allen type. Um, you know, if they can do that as well as stopping the run, you're looking at a a recipe for success in this game.
1: Now I know Jamie, we um we've kind of gone and bounced around a little bit here on our preview talking about what Buffalo needs to do. And we both agree that, I mean, I, I feel very confident in, in Buffalo's talent. I think, especially when you look at how some of the key players, you know, Ed Oliver is finally finding himself again as a disruptive pass rusher and, uh, and and really, you know, breaking down, batting down plays at the line of scrimmage, uh, making tackles for losses, getting after the quarterback, he is really coming into his own. And the fact that He has been emerging over the last four plus games. I think that's going to be a really key element to slowing down the Patriots ground game. Whoever happens to be toting the rock for New England and the better that Buffalo's defense can be stopping the run again, the more they if Cam Newton has to throw the ball 35 or 40 times, get your popcorn ready, folks. This is going to be a blowout in Foxborough. And the fact that the Bills defense is, again, looking like that top five unit that they were Uh, last year and you know Tremaine Edmonds is really coming on strong after battling that shoulder injury and the recovery early in the season I just love what Buffalo is bringing to the table so I feel very confident Jamie in making my prediction got bound to go wrong that the Bills are going to pick up a win on Monday Night Football this would be their first 12 win season since 1993 the last of of course those epic four straight appearances in the Super Bowl Buffalo is back. The Bills are a legit contender to get to the Super Bowl this year, representing the AFC. I love everything about the Bills. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that this game is going to not be close. It might be close for the first quarter, but I'm going to say Buffalo pulls away 30-13 to 13 on Monday Night Football to get to 12-3. and 30-13. to
2: 13. Man, you know, the Bills have had some amazing success recently on national television. And people are taking notice of it. And like you said, Sean McDermott is really good at keeping the team's heads in the game. Psychologically, McDermott pushes the right buttons. The Bills are not going to have a letdown. However, this Patriots team is not going to go away quietly. The Bills are going to win this, but they're going to win it 24-22. It's going to be an interesting game. It's going to come down to the wire. But with this win, the Bills are going to lock down the number two seed in the AFC. They're going to play all home games until the AFC championship game. Boom.
1: And that is huge. And especially getting the two seed of being able to avoid the Chiefs potentially until that AFC title game. That's going to be a massive factor playing for Buffalo down the stretch. Um, Of course, uh, you know, we say these predictions and Jamie's got 24 to 22 and I've got 30 to 13. As long as the Bills win, you know, we'll both be happy. We want to see them get a resounding win in a place that has been a house of horrors uh, since the 2000 season, but Buffalo has a chance to continue with this strong run here in the 2020 season on their March to the playoffs. Of course, we would love to have your thoughts on our podcast. Give us uh, some feedback on social media as to what, whether you agree or disagree with our opinions and our takes. Uh, you can get involved with Jamie on Twitter at the, the, Jamie D'Amico and I am at John Bacassino. You can also leave your comments on our articles on Buffalo rumblings.com for my esteemed colleague, Jamie D'Amico will be back in week 17 breaking down the matchup with the Miami dolphins. That is the season regular season finale. That'll be the Buffalo bills uh, tune up to the playoff game. We'll know more about how many starters are going to play of course, based on what is at stake and if Buffalo gets the two seed, it would be great to rest everybody uh, in week 17, uh, get healthy for the playoffs and potentially let Miami get into the playoffs and keep the Baltimore Ravens on the outside looking in, which would be a scenario uh, that most Bills fans would agree with. Right, Jamie?
2: That is not a team, the Baltimore Ravens, that I want to see in the playoffs. They're just playing too well right now. Um, they would be a dangerous
1: last... seven seed.
2: Yes. What One last thing. This is the holiday season, and I want to wish, we want to wish everybody a happy new year because we won't be speaking to you again until it's 2021. Thank God 2021 is upon us.
1: Bye-bye 2020. Don't let the door hit you on the way out. It's been something. Uh, We've all survived the best we can, and it's been really fun to get to talk Buffalo Bills football here each and every week with my friend Jamie D'Amico. The Buffalo Bills, of course, have their game on Monday Night Football. I echo his thoughts. I wish everyone in Bills Mafia a happy new year, a safe new year. We will see you all in 2021, getting ready for the preview of the Bills Dolphins in Week 17. Have a great night. Go Bills, and we'll talk to you soon.